Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. All right. On today's program, we're chatting with Jacob from Ohio. What's up, Jacob? How's it going? Doing pretty good. You were showing me on your phone all the stripes you've been mowing. You're passionate about it. So yeah. Tell us about who you are and your business. So I'm Jacob Watkins. Uh, I live in Boardman, Ohio. It's right outside of Youngstown. Um, if you don't know where that's at, just draw a line between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and I'm dead smack in the center. Are you a Browns or Steelers fan or neither? I hate the NFL. Okay. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Buckeyes fan at heart. Okay, so you like college I'm, football. I'm a college football guy. You, you like know. the Buckeyes? Yeah. I go to Borman High School. I'm a sophomore. I'm 15 years old. Um, and like a while ago, I kind of started a little like company, whatever. Wasn't I was just kind of mowing my neighbor's grass? So something kids do, make money, and it basically turned into me and my dad doing it together. And we ended up purchasing like a Ferris 2100Z mm-hmm. or not Z 2100 um, ISX. Uh, that turned into basically a full blown business. We have an LLC. Um, he quit medicine after 23 years. What? Uh, what was yeah. he doing? Uh, he was um, in medicine for 23 years. He was everywhere from the ER to uh, blood bank to he was actually a physician's assistant for uh, a doctor in the area. Wow. He um, quit that to go full-blown into lawn care. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was our first first season in business. We have three mowers. We have a Ferris 2100, a Ferris 3300, and a ZX1. Mm-hmm. A little bit more about the business. We really focus on like quality and- Oh, I could tell that by to, your pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to make sure everyone's yard looks like- as best as we possibly can make it because you know if you start you start off doing that you build that culture in your company it definitely affects it positively in the future so the best part i think is that we're both like kind of growing together like learning together because we don't know anything like we do but not as much as we would 10 years from now yeah how Um, does it work without having a driver's license because if you're only 15 years old how does that work so because my dad's full-time he's the one that drives the truck Uh, here's your dad my dad's grab, right grab, here. Grab a, he- grab a headset. I was just asking him how he uh, has a lawn care business without a driver's license. So dad is now on the show. What, dad is what's now your on name? the show. I'm Rick. Rick Watkins. Big Buckeye Lawn Care. He was saying you were in medicine for 23 years and then you launched your lawn business. How did you go to that transition? I, I had been, I kind of got roped in by neighbors slowly but surely. And, uh, you know, they had guys that, you know, got cancer and, oh, I can't do it for this reason, can't do it for that reason. And everybody kept calling me going, well, Rick, your yard looks great. Why don't you come do ours? And you know, I went from, I don't want to do yours because I don't want to do mine to, you know, all right, well, if you guys are all wanting your yard done, then uh, give me a commitment and I'll go buy a good mower and then I'll actually do everybody's stuff. So You bought a Ferris? Bought a Ferris, got a 2100 to start, um, which was a great mower for what we were doing with uh, with the neighbors. Yeah. Um, had plenty of power and, you know, whatnot. And then... Uh, yeah, and then when I made the jump uh, to go full time, we figured out the twenty one hundred was not as powerful as we thought because now you're out in the rain and the wet, and yeah, 
There's no delaying it, being like, oh, it rained today, so I'm just going to mow tomorrow. There's no, like, you can't really just do that. Yeah. Um, so what did you upgrade to? Um, the f- well, we have three. Okay. Yeah. Now, we kept the 21, and then we got a 3300 and a Z1. Yeah. That's all in the Ferris family? Yeah, the 3300 has the 40 horsepower Vanguard on it, so okay. it, it's a big block, and... Uh, you know, we bag most of our yards because most of them are treated, and if you don't, they just look horrid. Yeah. And uh, so we uh, we went from having to go very, very slow with the 28-horsepower engine, uh, you know, picking it all up to as fast as we wanted with the 40-horsepower engine. So, What's it been like working in such a big industry, being around the medical field with, you know, probably a, a steady, reliable income to having to go out and hustle and sell your own work and you know, have the responsibility to be a small business owner? That's a great question. Um, It was honestly kind of weird because I, you know, I think it's one of those God things. When God says do something, you do it and he honors you. Um, Because all of my, all of my contacts that uh, I'd made through all the years in medicine and all the years of raising four kids in the community and everything, like it was just kind of like, I didn't, I, I went from zero to full in, you know, about a month and a half. So mm-hmm. it was pretty wow. incredible. How did you develop such a passion for, for excellence with laying down nice stripes and things of that nature? Honestly, it's like anything that I do, I try to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And when I like get hyper-focused on something, I tend to do it very well. Like it's not like being like cocky or like overbearing or whatever like that i'm just saying i when i have something that's my job and i have to do it it's something that like i just am passionate about i do it and i do it well um and i guess the hardest part about it is trying to find other people that'll do the same thing you know that'll keep like that quality of standard that like i guess we kind of want in the company what are some tips from like your mower blades your mower your patterns your technique how do you get the yards and and for those listening you haven't seen the images i have but you show me the pictures of just these checkered baseball back you know baseball field out outfield looking backyards front yards how, how did you uh learn to make the, the the mower cut in a way where you're able to make those patterns so uh, the number one thing to know is how the grass lays down. So when you're when you're looking at like stripes like that you'd see in a baseball field, all of the really lighter stripes happen because the grass is laid down in a direction facing away from you. So that makes the grass reflect the light off of its off of its side. The all of the green stripes is the grass pointing towards you. So all you're seeing is the tips of the grass which makes the stripes darker. Um, and I guess the thing t- that really helped was uh, big league lawn rollers. We, we got those. Uh, I did a bunch of research on them, and I'm like, Dad, we need to get these. Like, they're going to just improve everything. And they basically roll the grass out. Instead of, like, pushing it over and having it pop up the next day, it rolls it down, and it makes sure that it gets that big contrast between light and dark. Um, and I guess how I would explain it is, number one, like find a point that you want, like find, make sure, have an image of what you want in your mind mm-hmm. and start at the beginning of a, of a stripe and look all the way down at the end and just keep going. There's no, like, just don't stop. It's going to be crooked. You're going to have mistakes in it, but 
the number one thing to be able to do is to be able to come back and notice your imperfections and be straight coming back. And then you can just go down that line that you had before following your previous line and it fixes it. And How far over the line does your wheel or deck go so that you're maximizing your mo but um, making it look perfect? Use the whole deck as much as you possibly can. I, I try to leave like an inch and a half like at most which it's difficult it's something that you learn over time it gets better um just try try your hardest to use all of the deck and if you're using like rollers or something like that just know that skippers like in large yards because you're rolling it out is not going to be the same effect as skippers in when you're cutting it short because you can see the skipper sticking up but everything else is laying down so you're not going to see it being laid down um, so the key point to that is that you have to go different directions because if not, those quote-unquote skippers that you may miss every once in a while will grow up way higher mm-hmm. and then they'll be really noticeable. So you have to go like, say one week you go diagonal, the next week you have to go a different direction. That'll help stop ruts, stop skipping, stop everything like that. And if, you're, if you have rollers that are rolling the grass out and keeping patterns, then it will make that checkerboard effect because patterns will stay. Have you got have you got any uh, uh, customers to uh, compliment you or appreciate how good it looks compared to their neighbor who has just a plain Jane yard? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, this one guy, Bill, he kind of lets me kind of lets me do what I want. If I'm gonna be honest, he he just he has like this massive two acre y- yard. One I was showing you though yeah. with the zigzags. Um, he just he he really enjoys like just going out and looking at the cool things in his yard um so i just kind of i have fun with it sure it may take me a little extra long a little extra time but he takes care of us and we take care of him and it always looks great say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management upgrade to jobber the field service management software streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing impress your customers and increase your productivity start your journey to success with jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash paul again that's getjobber.com forward slash paul your mower blades are sharp, the whipper snipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. Yeah, I guess guess the main thing is just building a relationship with your customers and having them understand that you're... you're um, your quality is above what most people do. Yeah. I saw you walking around with a video camera. What impact has YouTube or the other people in the community that share their stripes and their uh, lawn care experiences? How has that inspired you? Um, well, 
main guy Pete from GCI Turf. Yeah, I've been to his uh, shop, Pete Denny. Real, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a really cool guy. Taught me a lot about how, like, about different grasses. About like he's the one that I found the big league lawn rollers on, which completely just transformed like what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the fact that he just he really explains like how to do patterns and how to uh, ensure like straightness and lines a lot. Very and he does it very well. Um, so I'd encourage you guys to go watch those videos. I think he has a video called how to, how to make patterns perfect or how to make stripes straight or whatever it's called. I don't know exactly what it's called, but, um, he's, he's, he's a very, very well-spoken guy and he explains how to do things very well. Fantastic. Um, how, what's it been like having a father, son business, family business? It's been awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a, a eye opener, I think, for both of us because uh, I've always said that you know he's he's not always the one that looks like me, but he's the one that acts like me. My oldest, you know, looks identical to me, but he's nothing like me. So it's kind of funny. Um, you have that excellent uh, perfectionist personality as well, or yeah, I, I tend to the do it once, do it right type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it shows. It shows. And, you know, when you have the two of us out there at the same time, you know, we can get things done really quickly and it always looks on point. And, yeah, it's uh, it's helpful. I think that's why he was kind of pointing to the whole thing of, you know, it's, it's going to be challenging to find that right person to kind of come into our fold here. Because um, especially for the next couple of years, you know, it's spring and fall were a little tough this year uh doing it by yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are you planning when you graduate to go full full force into this or what what's your passions most likely yeah um i guess another another thing that i'm like kind of passionate about is like traveling and seeing things Mm -hmm. um so that's like a big conflict i guess in my brain because like i kind of want to just go travel the world after high school and just kind of live like a bum it's for a little bit. It's not as glamorous as you think. I, I, I travel. I'm from Atlanta, so obviously I'm traveling this weekend. And I, I used to think that when I was younger. Now I hate traveling. Sleeping in a nasty hotel room. You don't know who is in there. I don't want to like, sleep in a hotel room. I want to sleep in my van. I want to sleep van, in a van. And I want to... Down by the river? Live, yeah. <laughs> live like a little hobo for a little bit. Like a year and a half or so. Yeah, we'll see. I, I used to be like that. Now I can't wait to get home and get my own bed. Yeah. Own bed makes a big difference. Maybe before I get at home, you know, so there's no, yeah, we'll, no comparison. we'll see. But I remember thinking the exact way you thought. And now I, I despise traveling, although I do it so I can have opportunities like this to right. make content in person. But yeah, he gets a he gets a big travel opportunity here in a couple of weeks. So it'll be uh, where are you going? That's why we got the video camera, because we're going to Africa. Oh, wow. What, so. what country? Zambia. Zambia. OK. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a missions trip, so we're going to. We're going to see, uh, you know, see a lot of things that uh, I think we as Americans aren't really prepared to see. So cool. It'll be pretty awesome. Well, have fun. Is there anything you else you want to share about your story with with those listening? Uh, all I can say is just keep a keen eye on what you're doing and how like because every every yard that you go to portrays your business and not somebody else's not not, it doesn't portray nothing it portrays you Mm -hmm. so however you want people to view your quality of work and your business and the customers that you want which would in my opinion all of us should strive for the customers that actually care about the little details and the things that we do right um just try and find those people 
and make sure that you're doing, you're running your business in a way that makes those people attracted to you, you know? Anything else you want to add? No, he summed up everything pretty well. I don't think I even needed to join the cast here. I think he had it under control. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys um, sharing your story. Uh, how can people connect with you? Are you on social media at all? Or? We are. It's uh, at Big Buckeye Lawn Care uh, on Instagram. Uh, I believe there is a Facebook page. I tend to stay off of Facebook, but uh, should be the same thing on Facebook. Yeah, okay. and uh, and our website is just bigbuckeyelawncare.com. Perfect. So we're we're pretty easy to find. You like the Ohio State Buckeyes? Is that why you call it a big Buckeye? Or? Yep. Uh, you know, being a six foot five guy, and uh, you know, I have two Ohio State tattoos. I guess I'm kind of in it for the long haul. So uh, yeah, I I went with the big Buckeye thing. So nice. They came close, man. They did. If they Marvin did. Harrison Jr. wouldn't have gotten hurt, they would have won easily. I think you're right, and you know. It, it always hurts when you go into prevent defense, you know, because that just, you know, you prevents dr- you from winning generally. The holder so. wouldn't have dropped the ball. That would have helped too. Was yeah. that on the final kick? Yes. Okay. I went, it was, it was I went to bed. Um, what? Yeah, I missed the whole thing. But um, so he. It uh, was. It was like a, a bad snap or a bad hold. It was a bad hold. If you remember, um, uh, Ace Ventura. Laces was, it, out. Laces out. What did he have? It was definitely not laces out because that ball literally, like, that kid has been on point. I mean, if it would have been just outside the goalpost or just short or something, you'd be like, okay, it's on the kicker. It looked like a duck coming off of his foot right from the start and was 30 yards to the to the left. I one, mean, of the, just, one of the top three kickers in the country doesn't just duff a shot like that and right. under oh, that much pressure. It yeah. just doesn't, just doesn't it, happen. It just... Yeah, it was it was ugly, and and he literally turns around and he goes over and he picks up the guy who was holding the ball, like it's okay. So it, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, it was the hold. So it is what it is, you know. It's not the run. first one we've missed out on. It won't be the last, and you know, hopefully there'll be another championship in the future here. But yeah, yeah. Well, we went to the same high school. You graduated about a decade before me, but it's true. Who de- uh, graduated? The year before me, we played on the same basketball team with Brian Hartline, and he's the offensive coordinator now. Yeah, that's true. So he went to Canton Glen Oak, and we played uh, basketball middle school, high school. And he uh, wasn't, um, he wasn't, he was a hard worker, but he wasn't like uh, overly like the star athlete or whatever. He kind of blossomed when he went to Ohio State. Next thing you know, he was in the NFL playing for the Miami Dolphins. He was the number one wide receiver in the whole NFL for a while. It was crazy. Like, yeah wild to watch him grow and now he's the offense coordinator so i think he's a really guy uh, he, he gets the potential out of you type of guy which is a good thing they need that um, yeah well, all those wide receivers they've had chris olave and, and garrett wilson and um man there's so many of them that are like studs they're studs yeah so yeah it's uh it's fun to watch. I don't know. Growing up in Pro Football Hall of Fame town, you kind of, yeah. you know, you pick more individuals than you do teams most of the time. Well, Marvin Harrison Jr., is he coming back? I don't know that answer. Okay. He was good. Yeah. Well, my guys listen, they don't care about Ohio State football, but right. I'm up in Ohio State land, so I figure I'd That's all right. I mean, yeah. Act like I know what I'm talking about here in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, we, we tend not to root for the SEC, so, you know. Yeah, well, I, I live down there now, so now I'm... Now you're stuck. Yeah, it's the girls. I'm single, so these 
they got some fine girls down in SEC country, so they That's like true. good good Southern girls. Not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah the Alabama girls. But we'll see. I'm still single, but yeah, I don't, if I marry a girl that likes one of these SEC teams, I don't know what we'll do. You just have to get one of the flags. It's like house divided type thing. Yeah, you know? it'll be all right. Make sure she's not your cousin either. Yeah, not my cousin. Yeah. That's, that's Alabama. I'm, I live in Georgia. So yeah. <laughs> don't alienate my audience, man. Alabama is a big. <laughs> we have a big listenership out there. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys also like that terrible think, football team. So yeah, I mean, it's it's hard up here because I mean we're. Like living in Youngstown, we're stuck in between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So I mean, if you yeah, think it's bad them. down there, I mean, you know, we have all kinds of you know back and forth Rivalries. during the entire NFL season. You know, since he's like you know not that far either, and yet we're, they're not even on the radar map because you know the Brown Steelers is such a rivalry. So yeah, well, I appreciate you guys uh, swinging by, and uh, what was it like coming to the Almond headquarters? Pretty crazy shop, huh? Yeah, it's big. Yeah awesome awesome they did an amazing job on all of it it's really impressive totally thanks for stopping by absolutely you need to increase your prices to earn more but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy you want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices i've assembled the price increase letter template it's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the price increase letter template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.